Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm so overheated. I don't need your body heat. No. Very unhealthy. I just got out of the shower. And I was like all super hot, but I had to blow dry my hair, and so I'm like roasting. Oh, like I, I gave up on doing anything involving heat with my hair a long time ago. Literally anywhere else but on my body. You have this whole place. Pick a spot. Pick a spot that is not on me. What does your shirt say? Um, Cornhill Arts Fest. Yeah, go away. Fun. Um, Cornhill Arts Festival 2022. Love it. Yeah, welcome, I uh, welcome it's everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I say things now. Um, but anyway, resume, resume the conversation. Oh, I was just about to say that it's a, it's a big arts festival that we have here every July, but we haven't had it in two years because of COVID. Um, ah. But I ran the five k that they had for the arts festival on Sunday, which is the first time they've had the five k in like twenty years. Um. So then I went to the festival afterwards, and I was like, "That's a, like that's a dope design." The way it is they have baller. the corn, and the yeah, and V neck, baller. Yeah, I'm a fan. Um, I love neck because I get weird when things touch my neck. So yeah, I was sold the second I saw the V neck. I'm like, and that is mine. I didn't know you had a preference. V neck, crew sweaters. Well, that's not on the document, but um, now we're going to talk about it because I... <laughs> yeah, I hate v-neck, V-neck shirts. Interesting. Why? I don't know. I just feel like they look so weird on me. Okay, wait. Can I kind of, like, add my two cents on V-necks versus crew-necks? Yes. Because this whole podcast. One, because one is more comfortable, but one, in my opinion, looks better. This, to me, looks better. This... This shirt mm. is. I, I like how this looks better on me, but when you're wearing a t-shirt underneath your shirt, especially if it's like hot and things just kind of get, get stuck together, having that space in front of your neck, especially when nobody's going to see it, is really nice. Yeah. Okay. Like for an undershirt, that I get, but like as an actual fashion statement, I look so weird in V-necks. I simply do not do it. I feel like V-necks look better on women than men for some reason i agree you know i don't know what it is but like we had t-shirts made for the uh suicide prevention walk last year and i gave everybody the option you could order a crew neck or a v-neck i made two versions of the t-shirt and all of the women chose v-necks and all the men chose crew necks and i was like that's an interesting hmm. but i think somehow it just does look better i don't know if it's something like we just expect women to have more exposed not that this is a low cut or anything but yeah I don't know. 
I'm no expert. I don't know. I like it because sometimes I feel like shirts are choking me, even if they're just touching me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love just like I love a good baggy shirt, like as is being demonstrated here. Also, um, Zach, you remember, you remember this shirt? Oh yeah, from our Lake George trip yeah. where I wore I wore this exact outfit and didn't think about putting sunscreen on, and then just had like a ring of sunburn around my body. It was like super cute belt. moment for me. Yeah, essentially. But you also met your twin. With I did. We found another person wearing the shirt, which was fun. Um, like same shirt. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, no, I love a good baggy shirt, as has clearly been demonstrated over the course of this podcast, and also just generally over the course of YouTube knowing me. But I don't know, I just, I feel like I look weird in v-necks. Never seen you in one to be able to, uh, provide. There's a reason for that. I bet you don't, though. Just like I you think you look weird without your that. glasses, which you don't. I appreciate that, thank you. We're always our own worst critics. Very true. Also, I just... I feel like I encounter them so much less. Because I wear a lot of, like, shirts that have, like, bands and stuff that I like on them. Or, like, shirts that have TV show logos. And... Or, like, I have, like, so many shirts that I bought, like, at, like, concerts. Or, like, at various musicals that I've gone to see. And there's never a V-neck. It's always just a, like, standard basic t-shirt. Well, I know, I think it's Sorry, Zach. Um, no, I just think I think that's because like that's like the more universal shirt, and so everybody's gonna wear it. But well, yeah, and I think it has something to do with again. It, it seems to be, and this is just my anecdotal observation, but like women tend to be drawn to V-necks more than men, and most products tend to be designed around men. Yeah. You know, because when we talk about universal, what we're really talking about is, you know, the male sizing or design or whatever. Which is such BS, but it is the world that we live in. Yeah. Oh, the things that cause me quiet rage on a regular basis. Just the everyday agree. little. I would agree. Um, Zach, you had what you described as a heartwarming life experience in bumper-to-bumper... -to -bumper Life affirming. Life affirming. Yeah. What did yes. I say? Uh, yes, I was in. Huh? Did I not say life affirming? You said life experience, which oh, that too, but it gave me life. Yeah, I, and this was in bumper to bumper traffic bumper in DC apparently. Yeah, so, on my way to work. Hit me with it. So I'm driving. Person behind me, just being a dick, just, just laying on the horn real heavy, like. Like, we're not all in the same predicament. And then decides to be one of those people who gets on the shoulder and flies up past everybody else. So he did. But he here's did. the thing. Nobody let him back in. And because of that, he, he was eventually shouldered off by the people behind him coming off of the exit ramp and had to take the exit ramp that he clearly was not trying to take in the first place. Because we teamed up. We struck a blow against dick drivers. Take that. And it just made me so happy. Honestly, that is absolutely wonderful. And I think we as a society need to come together to bully um, to bully road rage assholes more. Yeah. I'll be honest, I am definitely the person that 
that does that like i have intentionally like when you're going to merge and somebody tries to go around you i have intentionally like covered both lanes so they couldn't do that and had them land the horn of me i've definitely done that but at the same time i feel bad because what if that person does have some sort of legitimate emergency or something okay yeah what about that before i was like that's like that's like the implied you know caveat but where but odds are yeah that's my other thing every time it's like how when i'm driving and someone like tries to cross when they don't have the right of way i'm like hit me like i'm like i'll hit you bitch i'll do it but then when i'm walking and i cross where i don't have the right of way and i stare at the car i'm like hit me bitch do it you won't (laughs) so like i am either person it's like when i like especially if i'm like driving somewhere new that i've never been before and i like don't know which lane i need to be in and i'm like kind of like i like i'll get over in one lane and be like oh wait no i don't need to be here like when i'm doing that like i know that people are being like oh my god what's this idiot doing but like i've had that experience so many times where i'm driving somewhere new and i'm like oh god oh god oh god i'm sorry the best part about that is when the people are driving next to you looking over (laughs) so you just pull that piece of shit move (laughs) expecting to see a hundred year old blind dog who's texting while driving and drinking a smoothie but instead they see a 28 year old healthy man trying his best it's me. It's like, like such an internal struggle, though. Like, it's like, yeah. how dare you try to like get around me? That's never gonna happen. I'm like, but what if? But no, you can't. How dare you? But then, and when I'm you're trying like... to get around someone, you're just like, please. No, yeah. I. I've definitely sort of done that when people try to pass you, but they try to pass you using like an exit ramp lane. That's annoying. And then they can't get by you. And then, because it's always so funny, because they go flying up, and then they reach where, like, like the point of no return, where you're either on the ramp or you're not, and they stop. Yeah. And nobody's letting them in. And eventually you drive by them again, and yep. you just look over, and it's like, see that car behind me? That could have been you. I love all those memes where it's like, when someone cuts you off, and then you, you pull up to the same red light together, and you just, like, <laughs> stare at them. Now, to be fair, in that specific instance, if it really were some sort of emergency situation, they could have just gotten off of the exit and chosen a different route. Yeah. You know, like, because if it were really that much of an emergency, they wouldn't continue on. You know, like, yeah. Because I was thinking about the number of times I've been driving somewhere and I should have gone to the bathroom before I left and then I didn't. And then I really <laughs> to the bathroom and I was stuck in traffic. Like, then I'd be trying to find creative ways to hurry up and get where I'm going. But if it were that dire and there were an exit, I'm just going to take that exit and figure out, you know, how yeah. to get to where I need to go or find a bathroom somewhere, you know. So he had other options, essentially. And he chose Dickery. It's the only word I got. I like that. I think that's, that's something we should start saying more. You heard it here first, folks. We're now referring to people being an asshole as dickery. Is that not a thing people Oh, this is the first time I'm hearing it. It sounds very Shakespearean. Yeah. It just sounds like a thing people would say, I guess, so I don't know. It's a nice Shakespearean insult. Have you guys ever played around with those, like, Shakespeare insult generators? Yes, I love Uh, them so much. There's, There's always a lot happening in those. No, but no. Each each insult, there's so much to unpack. Right. Like, yeah. 
All right. So the next thing I have is on a standard like computer keyboard holding mine up to demonstrate, which shift button do you use? I will so judge you if you don't say oh, the left This one or that one? Yeah. It depends. Wait, no, hold on. I don't actually think about it. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Okay, bye. No, it's the left one. Okay. You what? What? I only ever use the right one. Okay, wait, no, I'm, I'm gone again. Okay, bye. <laughs> he just said it's the left one, so you're the one that's... Absolutely not. Who uses the right one? That's... Me! Dog, that's mad. You, you need that hand for your mouse. But, like, if you're typing a document, like, both hands on the keyboard, yeah. Yeah. you don't use the right one. No. I'm Never. I usually I... forget that it's there. <laughs> like, um... every once in a while I look down, like, oh yeah, I have two shift keys. The only time I, I ever it. use the left shift key is when I'm playing a video game where I have to shift to run. I use it for punctuation because, like, the question mark is right next to it. So if I'm doing the question mark, I'll hit shift and then, you know, because it's directly next to it. So it's easier to do that than... This fascinates me. You're breaking me. <laughs> you guys so just don't automatically use the left shift key? I guess I do use both. I just use the left more. I also was like, halfway through my elementary education, they kind of gave up on formally teaching us how to type. They were like, ah, computers are a fad. They were, it was more of a just like, good enough. Yeah. I think. I don't know. No, that was cursive. That too. Cursive, they were like, this is gonna, gonna be obsolete. <laughs> But I did actually retain. But the funny thing is, I did actually retain cursive. But my like my, my like typing stance is nowhere near like what it quote unquote should be by like any sort of formal standard. See, this is one of those areas where age difference makes a big difference because they didn't teach us how to do that. We just kind of like you know figured it out. <laughs> Wait, did yeah. you guys not have like the box that went over the keyboard that you? Typed they never under? did that. We never had the box. We had the box. Whack. I mean, granted, our, like, computer... So you could learn to type, type without looking person. at the letters? Yeah, it's like a box that goes over your keyboard, so you can't see it. Um, granted, our, like, computer education, like, computer information teacher or whatever was, like, a fucking Spartan. But you know what? That's just kind of what, what we used. Fair enough. Yeah, no, they never put the box over the over the keyboard for us. Zach, you look so like... disappointed by that beverage you just tried. Disgusting. What is it? It's the, like, one of the Starbucks energy. Oh. Ooh. No. I'm so I never had it. I saw Starbucks, and I saw pineapple and passion fruit and energy drink, and I was like, well, that says me all over it, and too much of a good thing is a real thing. If it helps, I am also drinking something kind of gross. Do tell. I got, I got a six pack of this beer because it's a it's a s'mores lager, and like s'mores is like my favorite thing in the world. And I was like, I've had s'mores porters and s'mores stouts that I liked. I've never had a lager, so let's see how that 
went and I took the first sip of it right before I came upstairs to do this. And my I, I can only imagine what my face looked like. Did you say no <laughs> out loud? I actually might have. <laughs> I know you too well at this point. What was that? Um, was that yesterday? Or no. No, that was today, right? That you, that Zach, you sent the, the meme in the group chat about the uh, whispering that you have a PhD as you try to avoid picking up another quote. <laughs> yes. it, said, it said, you know, at Brooks, this you. Yeah. So I was thinking there, my hands were full, and I just saw the this you pop up on the phone, and I couldn't even see the image, and I just said, probably. <laughs> just... Was it accurate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I do, like, every time I'm doing something really stupid, I'm like, bitch, you got a PhD. No, just... yeah, I, no, I like the one that I sent you almost like... the exact same thing on Twitter. It was, like, me holding up my left and right hands to see which one makes an L as I whisper, yeah, I have a PhD to myself. This was running. Is this, like, a new thing? Is this a new meme format? Quite possibly. Because I was like, man, I've seen a few of these now. I'm noticing the emergence of that, like, if I send you X emoji, it means X, Y, Z. Oh my god, yeah, that's so funny. It's, they have been like, interesting thus far. Like, oh my, no, they crack me up. The, <laughs> the one that's like a burrito, and it's like, if I send you the burrito emoji, that means it's a wrap for your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I am enjoying those. We'll have to link some. <laughs> that specific one, when you sent it, so I, I haven't told you guys yet, I went to the optometrist on Saturday, and apparently I do need reading glasses, but... When you sent that one, I could not tell what the emoji was. <laughs> I was like holding my phone up, like, and I finally oh, no. eventually like, read it. Yeah, and, and that made me very upset. It I'm not old enough for that yet. It finally happened. How do you feel? Yeah, I thought that didn't happen until you were like in your like 40s or 50s. It feels Wait, very young. You don't have any contacts or anything, right? No. Okay. I've had 2020 vision my whole life until uh, I got COVID, and now there's. That might have something to do with it, though. Yeah, no. They were like, well, he looked at my eyes. He's like, you don't have any infection or scarring from COVID. So, apparently, it's not related. I, I, I have <sighs> caught myself doing the thing my dad occasionally does when he's looking at his phone and he's got to, like, like. Oh, yeah. my God. I love all those memes where it's, like, like, a photo of somebody doing that thing where they're like, like, you know, adjusting their glasses and squinting or whatever and be like, this is how your parents hold your phone. And then they hand it to their parents and they make that exact face as they try to look at the meme. Uh-huh. Those ones always kill me. You're gonna have to get yeah. contacts now. Who, me? Yeah. You can't wear glasses. Well, they're just for reading, though, so I wouldn't be wearing them all the time. Reading know. contacts. Yeah, and the really annoying thing is my eyes are two different prescriptions. Oh, so cute. I can't just like, you know, go to whatever random store and buy reading glasses. I had to order a pair. And of course me, I'm not gonna get like the cheap ones. So they're gonna take uh two weeks to come in. I hope they uh, look as good as I thought they did. Wait, why not? But... They're blue. Why not? That's You're cute. the one who can actually touch your eyes though, right? Yeah, oh, no. right? Yeah. The the how is it that the person no stop it? That's <laughs> Oh, <laughs> How is it that the person with 2020 vision is the one who can like put in contacts? No problem. That's yeah, just... yeah, it would have been no issue for me, but apparently my far vision is fine. It is absolutely disgusting that you can do that, and I'm still not over it. 
It does feel weird, though, because when you touch your eye, it like, gets rid of some of the moisture when you touch Ugh. it. Yeah, because it comes off on your finger. Disgusting. Now you have eye. Now you have eye finger. Ugh. I like I, like what oh, even is it like film like like what would you like? It's just like um, I'm sure there's a scientific term for like the fact that um, your eye is wet, <laughs> which is like an awful thing. Now that I've said it out loud, well, well, yeah. well, well, no, there has to be because every liquid in your body is not just like a liquid; it has a name. It's like, it's sweat. Yeah. yeah, like you what is your eye liquid? <laughs> What happens I if I just Google that it right is, now? It actually is referred to as, like, mucus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate that. And now I don't want to confirm or deny that. I'm better not knowing. I can Google it. Oh, God I think damn it's it. plasma, right? Let me see. Oh, no, is... plasma is... That's part of your blood. It's like, in your blood. Yeah. Acqui. Oh... What? No, that's like, like what actually physically makes up your eye. I don't know if I'm. Yeah, no, that's inside of the eye. Oh, yeah. Okay. One of the couple things I remember from biology at various points in my education. Vitreous. Oh, it's like a gel. Yeah, that's like what oh, your eye. That's inside. That's inside. Physically yeah. is. Helps it maintain the shape. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. I know. <laughs> Yeah, all I, I can think of is like Carol with like the guys, like. Oh my god! Ripped to yep, Carol. It's mucus. It's mucus. mucus? Actually, Just, like, okay. blow your eyes. Like That's disgusting. Mostly... Stop it. <laughs> human tears are mostly composed of water, mucus, and oil. Ew. Oil. Uh, yeah, and it also says during Don't sleep, high mucus tends to settle in the corner of your eyes. So that's when you have stuff in the corner. Your eyes when you wake up, that's like hardened. Oh, the crusty shit that you. Yeah, God, you're disgusting. Actually, um. It's like crystallized. The my when I was a kid, my best friend who lived across the street, her dad is an eye doctor. Which, like, if you were like, I cannot, I cannot imagine going into the medical profession. Period. But I like that in particular. I, I cannot deal with like slicing into an eyeball. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. No. But she told me the story once about how when he was a medical student, like you could make like they would pay students to go into the cadaver lab at night and like extract eyeballs from corpses that had like that were organ donors. And he said there was some, like, tool that you had to do it with, and it just made the weirdest, most indescribable noise imaginable. Have either of you guys watched Slumdog Millionaire? I have not. I, yeah, but a long time ago. There is, if, like, eyes are a thing, which they are for me, there is, like, eye stuff. <laughs> and that's, like, a whole... It's so unnerving. That's, like, a like, whole, like subgenre of gore within yeah. horror movies like eye yeah. stuff is like a huge problem for some people it's it's such a good movie and it's definitely worth a watch but like there is eye stuff and it's 
I don't know if I, do. I have anything in movies where I, like, immediately have to turn it off, but I remember in one episode of Last Podcast on the Left, Kissel was saying something about how, like, there was some movie where, like, somebody was, like, cracking someone's teeth with pliers or whatever, and he was just like, absolutely not. You know how many nerves are in your teeth? Yeah, exactly. I don't think I have anything where I, like, have to turn it off, though. Yeah. Dog. I feel like there's something that bothers me more than others, but I can't remember what it is. Is it fingernails? That shit freaks people out. Oh, yeah, that's awful. It's... I mean, but I can't think of anything that's like, yeah, that's automatic off for me. Fingernails is awful, but I can at least, like, wrap my mind around it. Eyes, I can't. I can't do it. I'm sure there's so many people who, like, had to turn off that first episode of Twin Peaks when he, like, had to, like, extract the little, like, Uh, piece of paper from underneath Laura Palmer's fingernails. It's still, okay, it's still gross. I'm I'm not saying... (laughs) (laughs) No, it can be gross without you having to, like, turn it off and never watch again. But the worst thing about nails is that, like, nail stuff happens to you, where you get, like, a splinter, like, deep in your nail. Like, Like, that actually, like, like, I don't know, maybe that's why it's a little less scary for me, because I can, like, even though it's still, I hate, it hurts so much, but, like... Yeah, but, like, it has yeah. happened. You can conceptualize it right. more than, like, getting your right. eyes sliced or something. No, oh my, see, here's the, here's the, okay, like, in the tattoo world, people have tattooed eyes. You can get your eyes tattooed, and people have it, and I don't get it. No, no thank you. Oh, I don't know if this is actually true or not, but there was a rumor that went around that's, like, apparently the skin on your eyelids is so thin, and that, like, those guys in Breaking Bad who had, like, tattooed eyelids, like, you have to put, like, a spoon underneath it, otherwise it'll go through and pierce your eye, but I don't know if that's true or not. It's not, because there is an episode, and <laughs> so sad that I know this, but there is an episode of I mean, you're the one to ask, of the three of us, you're the real tattoo guy. Yeah, there is an episode of Ink Master, which, as, un- as inaccurate a picture of tattooing as Ink Master can paint sometimes. The actual techniques that they're using are real. Yeah. And in one of the class challenges, they do tattoo eyelids. All the artists are freaked because they've never done that. And, like, it is thinner. And so, like, you do need to be careful, but you don't need to put anything underneath it if you're a good artist. Yeah, I can I can imagine that being a daunting challenge. Yeah, well, yeah, because there's so, like, your margin for error is so slim. Yeah, like, normally, like if your needle goes too deep, there's blowout. If you go too deep on eyelids, there's eye. Yeah. And then you have and then you have eye tattoo, so... <laughs> Both, really. <laughs> I, mean, t- I mean, if you're a kind of person who is getting your eyelid tattooed, I feel like... Like, if you're that committed to having that kind of art on your face, I feel like a bonus eye tattoo might not be the worst thing in the world, but I'm also just making assumptions. Man, I'm just imagining the healing process of that, though. <sighs> right? Because you can't stop blinking. It needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. The tattoos that tend to blow out the most, if it, even if it's done well, are the ones in, like, the crooks of your elbows, like, the places yep. where you have to move it. And, like, same, like, yeah, you can't not blink. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. now, granted, the designs are probably simple enough that's so not going to fuck it up too bad, but still. Fascinating. Well, worth a Google for anyone who's interested. Or curious. Um, Would we like to move on? 
we have any tangential thoughts or related to Gross. related to literally anything that we just talked about oh because like, what were we even talking about we were talking about which shift key you use again i think it would be fun for us to watch an episode sometime and try to like thought like track the conversational thread on like that can be the my that can finally be my reason to have like a bulletin board and connect things together with strength life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs united healthcare can help get you covered with health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That'd be exciting. Um, yeah. But yeah. I think you're a freak if you use the left shift key. I use both, but the left the left is for capitalization and the right is for punctuation. No, the right is for capitalization and punctuation. The left is for video games. Plus, like, like if you're hitting like Control Shift something, the Control key and Shift key are right next to each other there, so it's easy to just. I literally never do that. I don't know if that's because you're a Mac person. I'm not a Mac person. You're not? I've never owned a Mac in my life. Maybe I assume that because of your phone. Yeah, I've never owned, like, an Apple, like, computer in my life. I have an iPhone, but also every single phone I've ever had almost has been a gift. And I kind of just got used to having an iPhone. I think the reason I do it so much is because when I grade papers, I use like track changes in Microsoft Word and you can turn it on and off by like control shift E and stuff like that. Okay, that makes sense. So I know like combinations I use in Word a lot. So maybe that's the reason. Quite possible. But I also only type with two hand two fingers on my right hand. 
my middle finger or my thumb. That's it. Is that the hand you broke? Thumbs away. Huh? Is that the hand you broke? Yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. So you have a fun little like yeah. handicap there or like yeah. outside influence on your typing style. Yeah. It's because my hand was messed up for so long. Like even after it healed, it didn't heal correctly. So that was so not always was how, so that was not always your default stance on a keyboard. Yeah, because it was broken, like, right there, and so I couldn't use that, that really, so I would just kind of... Fascinating. And still, that's how I type. It has been 15 years. I feel like my, like, default stance on a keyboard is influenced by the fact that I play a lot of PC games, because when I just, like, sit my hands out on a keyboard, even if I'm going to, like, even if I'm, like, typing in, like, a Word document, my hands, my left hand automatically goes to WASD. There's, um, <clears throat> there's a big chess streamer in the U.S. named Hikaru Nakamura, who actually used to be and still is one of the best players in, in the world, but he was playing in the candidates match to play, to determine who would play Magnus Carlsen for the World Championship. And there's multiple gifts of him sitting at the board thinking, and just absentmindedly, his right hand just, like, feels for a mouse. I'll define it as the funniest thing, but, like, there's multiple times he's just, like, clearly deep in thought, just, like, reaching for a mouse. <laughs> It's like me, I went, went to the movies the other day, and, like, there was a scene where I didn't quite hear what they said, and I'm like, where's the remote? Like, I honestly <laughs> was like, can I get a replay on that? Oh, what I did you see? Like, I never asked. Uh, Thor, the new Thor movie. Oh, fun. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. I oh. like to go, like, first showing of the day on a weekday sometimes. It was, like, me and one other dude in the whole theater. Great. Always a good time. What day is it? Two day. as of when we're recording this, two days, I think, until Marcel the Shell with Shoes on drops. What day is it? Ooh, yeah. Very exciting. I'm so pumped for that movie. I'm so excited. That's like, oh, it's gonna be so cool. Oh, they should have posted show times then, probably. I didn't even think about it. I gotta check and see when they're showing it. We should make. We should like go see it at the same like time on the clock, and then we oh, can really? talk about it afterwards, so that we don't have to worry about spoiling it for each other. Oh my god, it's gonna be so- I cannot get over the fact that Isabella Rossellini herself is in that movie. Like, of all people. It sounds ridiculous if you say it. Like, oh, it's a, it's a movie about a shell that they glued an eyeball and some shoes to. Yeah. <laughs> like... And, like, she's one of those people who, like, just about- for, like, the past couple of decades, everything she does, you're like, this might be it. Because she's very, like, super selective about, like, when and where she pops up again. So I'm like, is this it? Like, every single time I'm like, this might be it. Might be the last thing. Oh, it's, oh, it's gonna be so good. It's gonna be real good. We'll probably wind up talking about it next episode. Anyway. Um, so here, actually, this requires me putting something in the chat real quick. I absolutely love that I just opened the chat now. And it's not just the host chat. It's like the one that's in this video channel specifically. And it just says rip to Boris Johnson, which like so correct. But Zach, I think you meant to send that in the text only channel. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. No, but literally I like, it was just me when I walked into the office and, and the Washington Post was outside the door and I was like, I have sent like every single meme about the whole like Boris Johnson fiasco 
I have like DM'd it to Tim Meredith. And one of the things I said was like, this is what I imagine it was like watching the 2016 and 2020 presidential fiascos in this country from the UK. And he was like, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) So now I finally get to see what that was like. The man got to, like, the man was, like, stepped on a rake every time he opened his mouth. And it took him this long to fucking, like, oh, wait, wait, okay, can I just geek out about politics for, like, two seconds? Yes. Because, because, because Boris Johnson, okay, so so basically here's what happened, right? There was a, there was, like, one last big scandal and and they just they just couldn't do it anymore right his party couldn't do it and so he was giving like a press conference on a split screen addressing the scandal and on the other screen was a live ticker in real time of cabinet ministers who were resigning while he was talking <laughs> and, th- and that's where like the 40 or 50 people came from because they were cabinet ministers and administration officials who were resigning in real time zach i have a <laughs> show you would absolutely love and i will tell you about it after we're done recording today okay. Oh my god, that's fantastic. One of our tour guides told me this thing, which I just suddenly remembered when you mentioned Boris. But they said, and I'm going to be hazy on some of the details, but they said something about like when he became prime minister, he insisted on a certain kind of tree being planted all around London. And I can't remember what kind of tree she said it was, but apparently, like, it's just insane with pollen and it's making everybody sneeze all the time. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I did notice I was sneezing more. I noticed a lot of people sneezing. He's like, yeah, no, it's these specific trees that he, did, he decided had to be there. That's what and, yeah. right. and even people who aren't normally allergic to things, it's making them sneeze because the pollen's just over the top. Crook, you aren't a pot save the world person, right? You're pot save American cricket. The title episode for their one on Boris Johnson was Boris Johnson Brexits. <laughs> Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, what a like, what a man, like what a moron. Terrible for England, but just so funny to watch. Again, this is what I feel like it had to have been yeah. like watching the 2016 election from the UK, because yeah. it is objectively ridiculous and hysterical. Well, and and here's the thing, right? That those timelines matched up. We're like, well, no, Boris Johnson had come to power, but they did Brexit. Like, like in, in August, but before our election. And then they all regretted it. And everyone here was like, learn a lesson, people. Like, yep. <laughs> it doesn't go. And then we elected, you know, so. Anyways. Yeah, so. Uh, <laughs> we're both kind of just staring at each other. What the, Where's that? Uh, it's like a gif of like, I'm pretty sure it's Christian Bale. And then, and then Kermit. And they're just nodding at each other like. Hold on, it's probably on my phone. Let me find it. Put that in the chat as well for for reference for y'all. I mean, I'm getting used to this beer, but it's still just I don't I'm it's the same thing. I'm I'm like slowly act, like a, like not noticing the taste as much cuz like have I'm going water, to so I'm not having this problem. I I am two drinks and I don't I don't have my fun Yeah. <laughs> Um, there we I have go. energy, I have my drink for hydration, but I don't have my fun drink. So. I actually only have one drink right now, which is kind of odd for me, but whatever. I have hydration on average woman. I just have, uh, hydration at the moment, but that's because I was dedicating a lot of time to cleaning my room before we I went feel, out there. I feel like there needs to be a fourth, like, 
like hydration energy fun or something so that it so that it can be like an avatar style like water earth yeah. like <laughs> okay yeah no this is what i was talking about this is what i feel like it was like just watching various like each person across the pond just watching the scandal happen on the other side that's what i feel like it's like wait how do i you can open it on uh, on your laptop, bud. Uh, upper left, upper right corner of the window here. Oh, uh, oh, oh, oh! I see it. Oh, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> like staring at each other as a scandal happens on either side. <laughs> Ripped it. Okay, yeah. Now, okay, now I see where I put it. Yeah. The okay. only fourth beverage I can think of is medicinal. Like, drink a ginger ale to settle Whoa. your stomach. Yeah, okay. Herbal. Or like a cup of tea, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's my thing. What if, like... The only other beverage purpose I could think of. I feel like there could be too much overlap there. Because, like, if you're drinking tea for vibes, but you, like, it's also, like, peppermint tea. And you, like, have a cold or whatever. But that just means you can pick which category that fits into and, and pick another beverage to fill the other one. Okay, wait, actually, you're so right. It's beverage fluid. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever consumed a beverage where it's just a single beverage, and yet there are two such distinct flavors that don't seem to be meshing at all that it feels like you're drinking two different things at once? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yep. Because, like, when I drink this, it's like I'm taste like I'm drinking beer, but it's also like I'm drinking some sort of weird thing, but they're not, like, it's like oil and water. Like, they're not actually So it would combined. be like if you took a sip of a beer and then, you, like, just sort of a generic, like, beverage, water, and, then, yeah. and then you took a sip of, like, a Starbucks s'mores frappuccino. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. That's what it's like. I think that's why it's bothering me. Because hmm. they just won't mesh, you know? Like, if it's like a roasty stout or something like that, it makes more sense. I just got excited. I saw s'mores and I went blind. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. That definitely tracks. Um, okay. Also in the uh, channel chat, I guess, is that tweet I was talking about, mm -hmm. which is a screenshot of a TikTok that says, artists be like... Yeah, this is the greatest song I've ever made. Let's make it one minute and 22 seconds long. And I have noticed that a lot. Why do we think that is the case? Because frankly, my favorite George Harrison song is one of his shortest. Too much of a good thing? Yeah, I don't know. I'm wondering if it's because it's like... It's harder to write, like... 20 minutes of, like, absolutely banger material. They just don't want to melt your face. I want one them to, though, is my problem. Beyonce hmm? is literally a minute. Uh, one of my favorite Beyonce songs is literally a minute and eight seconds. Okay, that song, Higher, by Rihanna, it's, like, a minute and 30 seconds. It's so disappointing. Because, mm -hmm. like, it's such a banger song. I actually saw this question in the doc a couple of days ago, and I've been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> You'd think I would have some sort of answer. But, like, I, uh, I've i been working on my paint by numbers, which is 
I can't wait till I have the glasses and I can actually see how horribly I've been doing. Oh my god. <laughs> but I was sitting there, you know, and just like listening to music on my little Bluetooth speaker in front of me. And um and then multiple songs in a row that were like way too short came on. And it was like, man, these are all just like fitting most of them were more like two minutes, but it's still like it doesn't no, feel yeah. long enough. Yeah, like Compared to some other, like, really short songs that are awesome, like, my favorite George Harrison song is Run of the Mill, and it's fantastic. And it's, like, one of the shortest ones on the album. Like, the, it's it's on All Things Must Pass, which is also an album that has, like, 11-minute guitar jams. I'm like, what, can't can we just have, like, the really, really great one be 11 minutes long? The thing, right? I mean, we're assuming these are good songs that are just too short. What if we think they're good because they are short? Yeah. Like, if they extended it and added verses or whatever and made it a full, like, three and a half minutes or whatever, maybe we wouldn't like it as much? You know, because it's like... You're right. it's on the other hand, you're right. On the one hand, you are correct. On the other hand, I, um, I, would, I would trust George Harrison to have extended that song, because it's George Harrison that we're talking about. Yeah, but thinking more broadly. Yeah. Although one example of the flip side, at least in my personal opinion, I think Heat Above is probably one of the one of the best Greta Van Fleet songs there is, and it's like five minutes. Still on that playlist that came up yesterday and today. <laughs> I don't know how it got there. But aren't you glad it did? But every time it comes on, I'm like, what is this? Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Every time. Yeah, I think our music, t you and I, our music tastes are slowly converging, like, a little bit. Yeah, one of the songs that came on, I don't know if you've listened to it more, that song, um, um, <laughs> Love Your Friends Die Laughing. I love Vanderbilt. that song so much. That's another song that's, that's excellent, but is way too short. Yeah, and that's why I said, like, I had just read the, the episode thing, and that song came on, I'm like, this! That's it! That is precisely that it. Longer. I always yeah. forget the name of the song because it's no. like it doesn't. And the fact that there's literally like, like the fact that there's literally only like two choruses in that song is a hate crime yeah. against me specifically. Yeah. Yeah. I love that song. Every time it comes on, I'm like, yep, I'm gonna be belting this out. And I play it like three <laughs> times in a row. Because it's not yeah. long enough. Yeah, and then it's just over. It yeah. There be. were multiple songs in a row like that that played when I was sitting there. I was like, man, it's like the, the shuffle knew it's that I needed it, right? to play these songs. <laughs> There's a, the There's a song by a band called Fight Like Apes, Time Me Up With Jackets, and I absolutely adore it, but it's, like, short. So short. I will have to look that one up when we're done recording. Yeah. Yeah, I, the whole time I was sitting there listening to music yesterday, I kept coming across songs where I'm like, oh, my Bridget would like this. I should, uh... I should find a way to, to share this. Maybe they can make a new playlist or Aww. something, but... Specifically I love a good playlist. Yeah. Um... An example of that for me, because I was just going through my own music. Um, the Arctic know? Monkeys have some bangers, like mm -hmm. These for Dangerous and Library Pictures, um, which are both, like, not more than two and a half minutes. But one of the most banger songs that is 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 um, two minutes and 13 seconds, and yet it has the longest title I have ever seen in, like, an Arctic Monkeys album, or maybe ever, which is you probably couldn't see for the lights, but you were staring straight at me. Um, which takes up like a third of the song to say, but love it. Oh, the Arctic, 
Beatles have a lot of songs like that. Same with the Beatles, frankly, because like, like just the Beatles in general. So, so many of their songs are like, not more than two minutes. Yeah. Actually, hold on. I probably have another. I feel like the opposite of like amazing songs that are too short. Like ABBA is just the polar opposite energy because every song of theirs is like five minutes, and almost every single one of them bops severely. <clears throat> Red light indicates doors are secure. Oh my god, that song could play forever. And who's that by? <clears throat> huh? Who's that by? Um, Arctic Monkeys. I have not listened to a lot of Arctic Monkeys. They bang so hard. By the way, completely unrelated aside, because you mentioned the length of the title of the song, I would I would like to know if there's a longer name for a band than uh, than uh, um. The world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. That's the name of the band. I was about to say, I don't know how, but they found me. But yours is definitely longer, and I don't even listen to them. Yeah. I've just seen them on people's playlists. That whole thing. The world is a beautiful place, and I am no longer afraid to die. That's the... Uh... One of the most beautiful Beatles songs, in my opinion, I'll Follow the Sun. Literally. A minute and- a minute and 49 seconds like should be so much longer i absolutely yeah, adore it's that song such a pretty song and it makes it just like makes you so happy to hear I, this isn't quite a good example but for whatever reason even though this song is three minutes and 56 seconds so like perfectly average length it feels too short to me personally and it is yeah. another ridiculously long song title by a band with a pretty long name it's in the best case scenario, we die at the same time by My Name is Ian. And it feels too short to me personally. And also, speaking of just I get like. song in my head every time I think of Magnus Archive. <laughs> that, I think about that for a lot, a lot of different pieces of media because I'm one of those people that like makes playlists for like character pairings that I like. Anyway, but the entire album that that is from is the same title as that song and all of the song titles are so lengthy like either slugs are getting faster i have to like hold on what's the full title of this either slugs are getting faster or and i have to wait for the title to scroll or my brain is getting slower either slugs are getting faster or my brain is getting slower hmm. parentheses welcome welcome to planet earth yeah that's the song title can we talk about um abbey road which has songs yes. ranging from i want yes, you <laughs> which is just under, which is just under eight minutes to um her majesty, majesty which is like 30 seconds 24 seconds 24 seconds i love that so much <laughs> absolutely wonderful yeah no 24 seconds and they make you wait like wait after like 30 like three minutes of silence to hear it yep there's a band called the color and sound who as far as i know only ever released one ep mm-hmm. and every song is way too short but every song goes so hard. And <laughs> I have infected theory... your speech patterns. That is modern slang. <laughs> it has happened on the podcast. I was right. 
You finally noticed because I did it multiple times the one last week and you didn't notice either time. Um, but my theory is like, because they never released another album or anything, I'm like, man, they just, they burned out. <laughs> yeah, or they're like, <laughs> they, we can't top this. Yeah, they, it was just so good. Every, I mean, there's only like four songs on it. But Actually, every song is just got me thinking of Abbey Road. Mm, um, it let like it be. I feel Let like that's kind of appropriate length, in my personal opinion. What, 50 seconds? It's not that short. No, but no, I'm talking about the album, which has Dig It, which is 50 seconds, and it has Maggie May, which is 40 seconds. And Maggie May goes so hard in such yeah, a short amount of time. No, like, you know what goes so hard? Like, Golden awesome. Slumbers goes so goddamn hard. It's like, it's like a minute. <laughs> it's literally a minute, and to even hear the full song, you technically have to listen to Carry That Weight. Which, like, isn't always yeah. the vibe, because Carry That Weight is so loud. Gonna carry that weight. Yeah, actually, this is like... Okay, I still have to put together my Beatles Abbey Road diorama, because this looks like a lot of work. That's really cool. It's gonna take forever. Yeah, Golden Slumbers is a minute and 31 seconds. Yeah, like... <laughs> and that's, like, in my personal opinion, one of the best songs on the album. The end of fucking... I Want You always scares me. Like, it always jump really? scares. It always jump scares me, because, like, if I'm actually sitting down to listen to the full album, like, I just, like, get in, like, the zone, and I'm, like, listening to it yeah. slowly build and build and build, and then it just stops out of nowhere. It always makes me jump. And I don't know why... I'm just scrolling through the playlist looking at how long some of the songs are. Right. I'm like looking at like I'm... all of the things I've been listening to most recently. The song, the video song that jump scares me the most is Mr. Moonlight. Just because that first note goes so loud. It, yeah, no. The, he, the, my man like... is screaming. Oh, yeah. Actually, what albums have I been listening to lately? I haven't listened to a lot of ABBA, which is really not like conducive to our conversation here because they have like they got those lengthy like disco tracks you know what i mean oh <laughs> uh, that's yeah, pretty that average spot's too short i feel like there's a wallows song that i think is way too short but i have to find what it is <laughs> i think that Rubber Soul might be the most consistent album in terms of length, where all the songs look to be a, somewhere in the two-minute range. Yeah. <clears throat> Lovely Rita might be the opposite end, where it's like the perfect balance, because that I love that song so much, and it's not like too short, but also doesn't like overstay its welcome. Yeah, honestly, now I'm trying to think of like again my opposite Heart ones, like Heart. Angel Eyes by ABBA five minutes of an absolute banger. Also, a lot of Elton John songs, I feel like, are pretty perfect lengthwise. The entire genre of punk rock generally has shorter songs, which sometimes, you know, because it makes sense, because often they're, like, faster and... Yeah. But it's like, I was just scrolling through some of my playlists, and for example, like, the song Monosyllabic Girl by No Effects, which is just... An absolutely amazing song is 55 seconds. Bruh. 
or freaking by Big Wig, which is only 35 seconds. Oh, wait, no, that's Eric Clapton's <laughs> So it's like, it's, it's very much a, a theme in punk rock music. A lot of it's really short. was that short. No effects again. There's song Bob, two minutes long. Yeah, song length is pretty consistent on like Madman Across the Water. It's a lot of like the four to six minute range. What about everyone's most well-known album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. I was really thrown off there for a second because I forgot you switched artists. Oh, sorry, Bestie. <laughs> well, because I looked up and there was like a glare on it so I couldn't quite see the album cover. I'm like, what Beatles album is that? <laughs> I oh. think it's so funny that the A-side of the first, like, disc in Goodbye Yellow Brick Road has three tracks on it. Because the first one is that double funeral for a friend slash love lies bleeding, and it's 11 minutes long. Oh no, this one's kind of all over the place. But also, as far as like 11 minute songs go, funeral for a friend bangs. You just reminded me of the artist funeral for a friend that I haven't listened to in a long time. Well, there you go. Something to do when we're done recording for tonight. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, I think the reason that all of the, like, really short song or, like, all of the, like, best songs seem so short is because, like, probably hard to, like, it's probably easier to create one minute of perfection versus five minutes of perfection. So much more room to fumble the song. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it, honestly. That's I was trying take. to think um, if there's, like, a trend of shorter songs that aren't good. Like, if you can think of ones that aren't good. Like, I feel like it's often if you have an album where sometimes they'll just be, like, a musical interlude-type song. Sometimes it's short. It's kind of boring. But I skip. I mean, I feel like I encounter that more often on, like, like Broadway cast recordings than I do on any of the just, like, standard, like you know, not soundtrack albums that I listen to, but that might just be sort of a genre, like, the albums and artists that I'm listening to versus, like, a genre thing. Because there are definitely some kind of musical interludes that I skip in, like, various Broadway cast recordings. I mean, I definitely come across it, um, <clears throat> maybe it's more genre-based, like, what I listen to, but, like, for example, any Sophie and Stevens album is gonna have a decent amount of <laughs> which... I know. Although, super specific problem to Broadway cast recordings is that they'll have these, like, lengthy songs that will, like, take Like, they have to, like, be you can't split it up because it takes place all in, like, one scene. But, like, the melody and tempo will change a lot, so you have to listen to this entire, like, 11-minute song to hear the one, like... Like, the one verse, almost, that's your favorite. Like, I'm thinking of, like, Thank Goodness in the Wicked soundtrack. Because that one is pretty all over the place, like, melody-wise. I mean, it all works. It all flows when you listen to it, like, you know, as a whole thing. But some I like more than others. 
I just mentioned Sophie and Stevens and I realized he, he, he actually might enjoy him quite a lot. So I just started a new playlist called Hey Bridget, listen to this. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> really on the nose there, but. Absolutely love it. All right. Um, got anything else, friends? I think we did good today. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Would you like to express some dissatisfaction? This is an open forum. <laughs> Sure, yeah. No, we killed it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just weird because I was taking that opioid cough syrup for weeks and I started sleeping yeah. until like noon or 1 p.m. And so my doctor was like, yeah, you should probably not take that anymore unless you really need it. So I stopped taking it and now I'm sleeping like three hours a night. So I'm just, you know, Girl. I gotta <clears throat> remember how to sleep without it. So okay. I'm sleep deprived. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. Super fun. All right. So yeah, yeah I'm going to say maybe, maybe take a little nap is going to be my advice to you. 30? Whatever, man. I'm trying to help. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, friends, for fighting with us. As always, we appreciate each and every single one of you. And we'll be back with some more funky, fresh arguments for you next week. Bye, everybody. This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at Aunt Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube, follow us on Twitch, and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the ACAST supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.